Is inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months, now through December 2nd. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have $1,000 minimum balance to earn advertised APY. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Sorry to disappoint you last uh, Monday. Well, this past Monday. Sorry, I'm confusing myself right now, but welcome to my life. It's just one big disappointment after the other. So that's what I was told as a kid, though. Just one big disappointment. Same here. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I was never told that. Why would I be told that? We know you're like the favorite child, so. No, not even close. I feel like you're your grandpa's favorite. Of course. I talk to him every single day. We talk about sports. We talk about playing cards. I mean, what else could you want out of a grandson? And how much that when he comes and visits us, how we cook for him and we do so much for him that he's so taken care of when he comes and visits us. But now he can't visit us anymore because it's too far away. It's way too far away. The four-hour drive to visit us is too far. But to go to Texas, which is how long of a bus ride? Probably a, a bus ride, very long because they have to break it up a little bit more because they have stops. Didn't he ride the bus, though? One of the times he did. He rode the bus all the way to, like, the bottom part of Texas. Yeah, McAllen, Texas. And said that that wasn't too far, but to ride in your dad's really nice Cadillac or Lincoln, too far, too far. It's too far. Listen, <laughs> the man far. knows what he wants. <laughs> in his defense, if there's some place that I really want to go, I'll, I'll visit there. If it's questionable, am I going to really put that much effort into going there? That's true. And that will just put it into perspective. I'm not the favorite grandson to him. <laughs> just say it. Uh, so we have Nora. You've heard her voice. She's back for another smut tale. And she said that she had a good smut well, tale for us. Uh-oh. I kind of do. Second? Oh, I kind of do. Don't do this to me. Listen, <laughs> I didn't put out a podcast episode on Monday. So you really have to come through with a lot of great content. Okay. So the book that I teased last week... <clears throat> is called A Merry Little Meet Cute, and it's by Julie Murphy and Sierra Simone. Sierra Simone wrote Priest, which is about a priest in a Catholic church that I kind of talked about last week. And that book had a level four and a half, five, level four and a half to five spice level. 
Chef's Kiss book. Julie Murphy is the author of the book Dumplin', which has been made into like a Netflix movie. She doesn't primarily do smut, but these girls are best friends and they co-wrote this book. The premise is a um, Christmas movie is being made and the male co-star is a, um, he was like a child boy band member, bad boy, trying to redo his image. So he's doing this Christmas Hallmarky Christmas movie. It's for the Hope Channel, which essentially is Hallmarked in this book. And his lead female co-star gets injured at a festival. She can't do the movie anymore. Well, the person, the guy who's producing this movie owns a porn company. But he is trying to expand his horizons because he's got two kids, colleges to pay for. So he decides, he's like, well, I don't have anybody else. So he asks one of his female porn stars who's always wanted to do acting and says, hey, if you can get to Vermont by tomorrow. Don't degrade her, Nora. She's an actress. She she is. She wanted to She do just more, wanted to be a different kind of actress. A different actress, more wholesome work. Um, so he's like, if you can be in Vermont by tomorrow, you can be the lead. So, and she is plus size, um, which we love representation. Well, she shows up and, um, the guy looks at her and he goes, and she goes by Bianca Von Honey is her. What a name. What a porn name. That's her porn name. Well, she goes by B. Hobbs as her actress name. What do they say your porn name is? Like the f- your first name is the street that you <laughs> grew up on, and then your last name is something. Well, B. It's hell of a street that she grew up on. Well, B shows up to set, and Nolan looks at her, and he goes, that's Bianca Von Honey. I have been a subscriber to her closed doors account. For six years. He is like a So top, it's like an OnlyFans. Yes. He okay. is like a top tier subscriber. And he has been in love with this woman for six years. But nobody can know that she is a porn star. Because it's for a Christian mm. channel. Well, of course, half of the makeup crew and um, half the crew gets um, injured. Or something happens at a festival and they can't do this move anymore. So half of the like crew is from the porn company. Nice. I like this book. So like it had, it was a very, very cute storyline and concept. There was some really, really funny, like witted jokes, but I will say if you were wanting to get into spite, into smut and spice, great book to start. If you're already a hardcore smut person like me, you're going to think it falls flat. And so, so it didn't do well in your spice meter? Um, I ranked it at like a two and a half, three on my spice meter. Wow. So very tame. So now yes. I feel like I'm going to be let down. Um, You're not. You. I will say I have had better quotes, but this is not a bad quote. But the spiciness of the book Overall. doesn't match. Does it not match this quote that you're about to give give us? Um. I am pulling like the spiciest. All right, well, let's go. Pull the band aid off. Okay. So the scene that they're at is Nolan sees B in a wedding dress because that is part of her. um, That was like one of her scenes as her character. 
and she is he walks into the church and sees her in a wedding dress. So this scene is in the church. Um, and this is B's perspective, and it is, Nolan uses his thumb to hook my seamless thong to the side and kiss the curl, curls he found underneath. My hand searched for the rail behind me, and I gripped hard as he kissed me again, seeking out the wet heat of my body and licking a hot strip up my center. I let out a begging moan as he impatiently pushed my thighs apart and began eating me properly. His hands fisting in my skirt once more and keeping the fabric wrecked to his hips. His hands were trembling in the silk, shaking like he was overcome. I'd barely finished when he stood, his hands dropping to the waistband of his pants and making short, easy work of the buttons. From his pockets came a condom, which he rolled on with his booted booted feet braced in his hair, tumbling over his forehead. His sheath cock gleamed in the moonlight, but otherwise he was still on, fully clothed, as he bare as he said hoarsely, on your knees now. Okay. That actually seemed like a scene that it would be in a porno because it took place in a church. So when he said, when she says she's hanging on to the rails, like she's hanging on to the altar. So. That, that is a scene that she has acted before <laughs> in, in an adult film. So she's familiar with that. Oh, yeah. I hope... She took that guy to church. <laughs> I hope she was hitting all those high hymns. Because this okay. dude, this is a fantasy for probably every single dude out there. Oh, gosh. If they had the opportunity to hook up with a porn star, with one of the porn stars that they watch and to live out basically. Almost a porno right there because <laughs> it happened in a church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At I bet sunset you, with like all of like the sun going through the stained glass windows. 1.2 seconds is how long he lasted. <laughs> that's why he had to eat her out first. Yeah. I mean, it's all about foreplay. If you know that's going to happen, you have to do something else. It's equal yeah. opportunity in the bedroom. Everyone has to get <laughs> off. Well, according to some books, the woman gets off at least twice. I mean, when you put it in those perspectives, (laughs) I mean, the spice, I I think you're right. It wasn't your strongest quote ever. But I think this scene, if you ask any guy out there, I think they would, I wouldn't say relate, but they might rank it a little bit higher. Yeah. Just because of the fact of the that they, they have the, the concept of it. Yeah. And that's why I was like, and I get it because if you are a fan of Julie Murphy. Is that another porn star? No, no, no. Julie oh. Murphy's the. She's an author? She's the author. She was one of the co-writers of this book. And I'm like, well, if you're a fan of her books, you can't scare her typical readers into going full Sierra Simone. And if you're a Sierra Simone reader, you can't just let Sierra Simone's writing kind of no, overtake can't. it. You have to find a good balance. So I think they did a good I think they did a good job with the balance. I guess I just was sitting there and also I saw all these videos on TikTok of people being like, This book so spicy. Oh my goodness. And they were like, I had to pause reading this for a while. And I have had books that I have had to pause reading. Because so they're not spice readers. They're not. They they're can't, amateurs. They can't, they're the people who think Colleen Hoover is spicy. I'm sure. But like I sit there and I'm like, all these comments were saying this book was so spicy, and then I'm reading it, and I was like, I have got you no- ever read Hustler? 
No, not. Sorry. Hustler was an old magazine back in the day, Nora. I figured. That was very raunchy. Mm. You had Playboy. And then right? you had Hustler? Playboy. This was Playboy? The, 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 <laughs> yes. Playboy was more of a magazine with some nude photos in there. Mm. Hustler was the like good the good stuff. The good articles? I wouldn't even say articles. This was more of a picture book. Oh. Didn't really have all the words in there. Got it. Not many words where Playboy had more articles. They did have more articles. Got and if it. you talk Average. to a lot of people out there, they'll tell you there there is a lot of writing in Playboy. Can you just imagine being like a writer for Playboy? Sure. I and mean, no it was really, it was a good job. If you could be a writer for Playboy, that was a good job. how many people actually would have read your work? A lot of people play. How often, if you ever refer to something, Playboy has become. Oh, I know. Th- I'm to not saying- what Kleenex is to tissue. Oh, I 100% right. So, like the porn that. industry, you would always think that everything was done by Playboy. Yes, and I get that. But like, if you wrote like a story in Playboy, most people aren't purchasing Playboy to read your article they're purchasing playboy to look at the pictures i would say there would have been a fine balance okay well so but i I, mean you could have the articles for when you need a dookie and then you could have the pictures for when when you you needed to relieve yourself got it okay um so yes this book like i said it was cute I feel like it had there could if Sierra Simone would have wrote it on her own, I feel like it could have been way better. But overall, it wasn't a bad book. Um, I started another book last night. It's called Icebreaker, and it is a figure skater and a hockey player. Um, and I could not sleep last night. I was up till three o'clock in the morning. I read over one hundred and fifty pages last night, um, and I have so much content in the first 150 pages already in this wow, like 400 page book um well i can't wait to hear about that book next so, week yes right we'll be able to we hear will about have that. chef's kiss content for next week good don't don't let me down next week like the trick-or-treaters did i know you on so monday disappointed. night listen the first year we were here in our house it was there Roman. was there 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 was covid so no one was trick-or-treating. Last year, I was like, maybe people still aren't comfortable with going out. Yeah, because it, it was like we had cleared up with the summer, and then like it started to get... Yeah, right. There rocket. was like another little wave. People were going back into the office. People were going back to school and stuff. And then this year. This is a year that I think people have just decided we're going to live with yeah. Corona. Like They're back doing everything that they were doing pre-Rona. I was expecting a bigger crowd. Now, least, I will say... At least five kids. <laughs> I will say, it did rain. It downpoured. At about 8 o'clock, it started to rain. So I wasn't expecting people to come then. But from the time that school let out, up until that rain hit, we had zero trick-or-treaters. Let me say that again. Zero trick-or-treaters. If you remember correctly... this house was going to be the good house for trick-or-treating. This is the one that you wanted to come to as a child. 
We had full-size candy. I know. I even posted about it on, like, the Facebook group because people were like, what time does trick-or-treating start or what neighborhoods are You didn't are give out our address, did no, you? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I said, we are in the this area. I said, we live close to the high school. And I said, we bought, a whole, we bought full-size candy bars this year hoping to get trick-or-treaters. Zero. Zero. I have never been disappointed. Now... I think there are some good parts of our area that we live in in Louisville that people do go to for trick or treat. I do think there that is a factor. Our our listen, our street. One now. of the rules for trick or treating is if the porch light is on, you're good to go and knock on that door. It was our house and, and one house that was across the street from us that had their porch light on in the whole neighborhood i also think we live in a town that had that does a lot of family-friendly community stuff so they had an entire trunk or treat halloween festival on saturday i don't want to hear that that is not an excuse but it was like four hours where they had picture booths they had trunk or treating and they had like vendors like by the farmer's market like it was a huge thing on saturday well i mean that's great so I think you have that, and then there was a couple other events close by. On then, like all the churches did it on Sunday, and so then it was like Friday well, you did it at school, and so then I think by Monday, you know, or Monday you did it at school. So I think by like last night, I think all the community trunk or treating is becoming a bigger thing versus trick or treating. I get that. I understand. Listen, I'm someone that believes trick-or-treating should be done on a Saturday. Okay? I don't think that it needs to be done on Halloween. No. If you're a big Halloween purist and you hate me for saying that, I'm sorry. It's just what I think should happen. I agree. In order for parents to be sane, in order for teachers to be sane, in order for anyone that has to deal with children the day after Halloween to be sane... You want them not to have to go into school and deal with them staying up late, eating all this candy. You don't want to have to deal with all that. Like, Saturday would be the perfect day. Yeah, Friday or Saturday. And you know what? It has become usually a thing, though. The weekend prior to Halloween Halloween will be, like, parents' weekend. But But, like, that's when, you know, parents are throwing their Halloween parties or people are going out to the bars. And so... Listen, they decided to become parents. All right, one of the important parts here I know. is taking them trick-or-treating. It, and unless not- if you want it, this is what you could do. You could do so that way parents can still have fun because I, I know parents still need to be able to go out and have fun. Have trick-or-treating like at, from like 3 to 7 o'clock at night. But what I'm saying is I don't have kids. What if And if I choose to go out to the bar on a Saturday night, I'm not buying candy for trick-or-treaters because I'm going out to the bar. Well, that's fine. That's why I said if you did it during the day. Yeah, I guess. But. If you did it from like two. And, and that's the other thing. I think that you could expand trick-or-treating hours. Yeah, you can. You could basically have them all day. And it, it's so funny because I'm not a huge Halloween fan. But when I did go trick-or-treating as a kid, my brother Matt and I would start trick-or-treating on the way home from school. Yeah, my. We home- didn't wait. We didn't we didn't say, oh, okay, there's town hours because I don't think there were hours. I think it was general rule of thumb that no knocking on anyone's door after nine o'clock. 
Yeah. So like my hometown, what they did was school got it. So you had like whatever your school did. And then after school from four, I think to five 30, all of the businesses. Now I grew up in a really, really small town where like our downtown was literally like two blocks. It yeah. Was like the cows two- went trick or treating too. Yeah. It was, I mean, small farm town. So it's, I mean, it's two blocks by two blocks is my entire downtown. So y- all of the downtown businesses would do trick-or-treating from like 4 to 5.30. So you had an hour and a half to walk around downtown from getting out of school. Then you'd go home at 5.30. You would unload your candy bag, go to the bathroom, eat your dinner. And then trick-or-treating, I think, started at like 6.30 or 7. I think it went from like 6.30 to 8. And then you went trick-or-treating. And, of course, my town's so small, you can go from one end of town to the other. And you can hit a lot of houses. So... Yeah. That's kind of what, like, I was so used to. But I think now with just the world we live in, I think people or parents are just finding trunk or treaters to be, trunk or treating to be a lot safer because. It is because you, if you're going to a trunk or treat, you don't really have to worry about someone passing out some, some edibles sort of stuff, right? Yeah, THC infused or just kids, you know. Or just not having to worry about, like, having your kid go up to a house at dark to someone you don't know. Like imagine like, even if, even if you weren't trick or treating, but like just think how nerve wracking it is just to go up to someone's house and knock on their door. You don't know who's on the other side of that house. Oh, I agree. So I, I, I totally agree. This is one of the reasons why I'm always very weary of people on Halloween because I think it does bring out, the crazies. The crazies. And yeah. and I feel so old saying that, but I truly believe that there's a lot of weird people that come out on on Halloween. But yeah. whatever. So I'm just think, happy that it's come and gone. Yeah. So I just think trunk or treating is kind of a more thing. And, and if you want to be that cool person, then maybe next year we can go buy two full things of full-size candy and we can bring Rory and we could do trunk or treating out of the Bronco no. at one of the downtown events. I'll think about it, but we'll see. I'm just happy it's done and over with. You know what I'm happy for? Taylor Swift. Christmas season. No. No. It's Taylor Swift season now. No, it's not. Listen, it is Christmas season. (laughs) It's November the second, the day that you're listening to this. The day that you may be saying, No, it's it's not Christmas. November just started. Thanksgiving's coming. Thanksgiving is trash and overrated. I'll 100% die on this hill every single year. Thanksgiving is a bunch of nasty food, a bunch of mush food that doesn't deserve its time. Now, it's nice just to get together, I guess, but most of the time you're going to see these family members in another month. Why do you need... This is another thing we need to do. Thanksgiving needs to be pushed out to another time of year. So that way you don't have to go back-to-back months of seeing family members that you really don't want to see. <laughs> I'm just sitting here because, like, I I like Thanksgiving. And, again, I agree with you on the food. If it's not done well, it can fall flat. But I think I like Thanksgiving because it's a very 
stress-free holiday. I disagree. I, I totally disagree that it's a stress-free holiday. I think Christmas is way more stressful. Of course it is. Of course it is. But there is just a complete sense of just being a child of happiness that comes yes. along with Christmas. Okay? Thanksgiving to me as an adult is just about traveling, to traveling all over the place, eating some food. Like, to me, it's never really been appealing. My whole life, it's never been appealing. Okay, so Christmas season starts November 1st, takes a little hiatus on November 23rd. The 24th, that's Thanksgiving. I'll give you even Friday, the 25th this year, as Thanksgiving. And then the 26th. Then the 26th all the way to January 1. That is Christmas season. Yeah. It's a-okay to listen to Christmas music. It's a-okay to have your Christmas lights up. It's okay to start your shopping. I mean, We've it's We've already just, started our shopping. Yeah, we already started our shopping, but... It's okay to start wrapping the presents. No, even that. If you buy presents throughout the year, it's easier to just probably wrap. Yeah, we usually wrap as we go. But um, I, I'm, just, I'm just saying, overall, Christmas deserves its time. There's a lot of decorations that go into Christmas. You just don't throw up a tree and you're done. You throw up a tree. You throw up tinsel. You throw up Christmas lights. You throw up uh, you throw up garland. You do everything throughout the house and outside of your house. If you waited until after Thanksgiving to set up all of your decorations... You'd only get a month to enjoy it. You would get about three weeks, about four weeks to truly enjoy that. And when I walk home from work and I see a Christmas tree, I see garland hanging up. I see stockings out. I see lights. Like, oh my gosh, (laughs) this is it. What is better? Than having your house decorated like this. I know. I wish we had outdoor outlets because we can't do any lights outside. No, we can't. That is a little heartbreaking. Unless it, unless they were solar powered. Which I don't know how well those work. I, I They might work really well. Yeah. I, I, would, I would be interested in going to look at it. And I have to say, if I lived in a northern city where it was cold this time of year or colder whenever you put up your Christmas lights, I would hire a service to go and do that. I would not want to be getting up on the roof in winter to hang up Christmas lights. Yeah. But the amount of signs that I've seen throughout Louisville that says Christmas lights, question mark, call this number. Yeah. And that's a business now. People are, are, are paying someone. To come and put Christmas lights up at their house. Good for them. And yeah, I mean, that's cool. I was having a conversation with a coworker today who was like, I just don't like the commercialization of Christmas. And I was like, yeah, I get it. I really do. It is a lot. And he was like, that's what makes me not like Christmas as much because of that. He was like, I still like it, but I can't like it as much. Because it's just companies saying, oh, you need this, you need that. I'm like, I get that. But I was like, you can't let that play into your emotions of Christmas. 
it's the one time of the year that you're, you're supposed to forget about that. Your imagination is supposed to take over. I think all the Christmas decorations just fill up so much of the house that it's like, this is just so warm and cozy. It, I mean, it is. Our house feels so empty when we take down Christmas decorations. If we had a fireplace in this house, I would say Christmas decorations up all year round. <laughs> but we don't have a fireplace. We don't there. have a fireplace. No. I guess my goal is to take down the fall decorations on Friday, so that way when I am at brunch on Saturday, you can at least put the Christmas tree up. Listen, if I accomplish a lot of work that I need to get done this week, maybe I'll have some time during my lunch break to start putting up some of the Christmas stuff on Friday. It's the first. We can do it. Yep. I'm excited about this Christmas season, this holiday season, whatever the hell you want to call it. I also was thinking this too. So we started dating in 2016. And when we were living in Illinois and it was still like, so when Christmas came around, we were only about eight, nine months into our relationship because we started dating in March. So Christmas would have been about nine months. So Neither one of us were willing to kind of, like, we... Where does that have been, seven months? We started dating, 12 minus 3 is 9. We started dating in March, and Christmas is the 12th month. Subtract 3, and that's 9. Good call. (laughs) So, but we were, it was still kind of new, and we were, you know, you had your family Christmas, I had mine, and we were kind of figuring all that out, and so... Um, we didn't like our first year together, we had every holiday was like separated. So I did Thanksgiving with my family and you did it with yours. We did Christmas, all everything. And then May of 2017, we moved to Little Rock and it was like, Hey, we're going home for Thanksgiving, splitting it between two families. We're staying in Little Rock for Christmas. We're not going back in a month. And then we kind of liked that Christmas tradition of just like, it was just really nice to have a very relaxing Christmas day. And so for the last five years, it has been just us on Christmas and we used to go to the movies and now we just, we play games and we just throw on like Hallmark and we sleep in and we make like a huge like Christmas breakfast and we pick like something that we, like a cheat meal or something we normally don't make. And have that like on Christmas Day. And this year we are, this is my first year. So I've been around for almost seven years. And this is my first Christmas with your family. Wow. Be ready. With all of the nieces and nephews. Let me just say. (laughs) Nine. You got to watch everyone open their presents. And you guys go like. Do you guys go one at a time? Yeah. With as big of, of a family got- we have, it's fucking, it's a marathon. You think a Christmas story being on TBS is a marathon? Well, there's... Us fucking opening up our Christmas presents. I mean, there's, goddamn eight, marathon. there's just eight nieces and nephews just to begin with. Jesus. That's a lot. Yeah. So it's going to just- be a lot. It's going to be our first, like, I, I when you... <laughs> When you said that, I'm like, holy cow, that that's right. I've never, I have never 
witnessed a Christmas with your family. Every Christmas it's oh, been through wait. FaceTime. It's been like FaceTiming the kids and the phone get passing around and everyone's like, I can't hear you. That's too loud. We'll just call you back. <laughs> and then like someone else calls us and they're like, oh, we thought we'd be able to hear you. Never mind. We'll just call you back. And then it's like, or they spend the whole time their phone being held up to their ear. And then you're just staring at the ceiling over FaceTime. And maybe we could get everybody their own AirPods <laughs> so that way they could hear. So, but yeah, it'll be. It'll be nice, but at least your family does it Christmas morning, and then they kind of all go to, like, their, their yeah, in-laws. in-laws. So if we truly wanted to, we could we be could home. Come home. We yeah. could come home and be home Christmas night. Yeah, because we, so. yeah. So it'll be interesting, but I'm ready. I'm, 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 I'm born for the Christmas season. I know. You're so excited. I am. It's the one time of the year that I get super excited for. There was just always that build towards Christmas my yeah. whole life. And and I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Making Christmas list. That is like the one time I can sit there when it's Christmas season. I can look at you and I can say, do you want to go walk around Hobby Lobby? And you'll be like, sure, let's go find what Christmas decorations we want. Yeah, I- I'm telling you, my my parents always went all out for it. Getting the magazines as a kid sent to your house for like Toys R Us, Sears, all the big department stores, and circling things in there. Like, yeah, I want that. I don't remember doing that as a kid. You never did that? I don't think so. But like, I didn't have, I didn't have a Toys R Us near me. I thought they just found every single house in America and fucking sent those things out. Or they probably did, and my parents were like. We're not paying for this. and Well, Santa does. I don't think Santa... I don't think... We got a lower budget with Santa. Well, I'm still saying Santa brings you stuff. I he know. doesn't bring everything that's on your list every year. Santa did a lot of group presents with my siblings. Like well, We it'd had be, a couple of those. It'd be one present for all three of us. Like one year it was an Xbox. That's a good group gift. I think we got a gaming console one year from Santa. That was a group game. But see, like, I'm not good at video games, so the only thing I could do was, like, Tetris and one other game. Not very skilled at those. Hey, I'm not skilled at video games either. And, and when I, In my childhood, I was pretty good. But once I, I got am- about oh, over 12 years old and I started to get more involved in store, uh, sports, I started to push aside. I am grateful you're not a gamer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to talk about all things Christmas time with you. We're going to do it all this month, all next month. You're going to have top three of Christmas every single week. Listen, you might think that there's no way this guy could talk two months about Christmas. You are fucking wrong. (laughs) I can do it. This show only comes out two days a week. Last this week, one day. I'm sorry about that. But I can do it. Don't test me on this because I'll prove you wrong. I'll do it. All right. Well, thanks for showing up today and listening to uh, Smut Tales and listen listening to my passionate debate on why Christmas is two months. Um, I don't know what Christmas-related thing I'll talk to you about on Monday, but just let you know there's going to be something Christmassy in every single episode until Christmas. Okay? 
I love you. Thank you for listening. Take care. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.